0: how's everybody doing this morning? Good. Well, once again, thanks for uh, accommodating the strangeness and the the weirdness that Shine is, and the fact that we're doing things a little bit different. Um, Listening to Ben give announcements, every once in a while, I wish we had the authority structure where we could tell people what they have to do, because I would make Ben full-time announcement guy. Um, He does an amazing job, just incredible. So, well, we'll keep talking to him about that or just see how that goes. Hey, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Um, I really wanted to just give everybody just kind of a, we're almost halfway through the year. As a matter of fact, this is the last weekend that we have a service before we enter into the second half of 2023. Can you believe that? That's absolutely crazy. So uh, just to catch everybody up and make sure everybody's on the same page, we started this year Um, From a leadership standpoint, really feeling like the Lord was encouraging us to come with him. Uh, As a matter of fact, we felt like the whole year the theme would be come with me. And if you remember, if you were here in January, we started talking about our heart posture. What does that mean? And then we transitioned into following the call of God. And uh, we had some really great messages in regards to that. You can get all of these on our YouTube channel. Uh, Go to YouTube and look up Shine Church CO for Colorado, and you can get all of these messages. Uh, We had um, kind of a really neat Easter experience as we went through um, Easter and um, Passover uh, and just all of the different things that we had with the Seder. Transitioning out of Easter, we did... um, and, and we have been doing a series on the Holy Spirit, because in order to come with Jesus, you have to understand that he gave us the Holy Spirit in order to follow him yes yep, and i don 't know about for you, but these messages have been incredibly rich. Um, I started with an introduction on just all of the different mentions of the Holy Spirit in in the Old Testament, even the New Testament, and how he interacts with people. DJ got up and talked about the characteristics of the Holy Spirit with water and oil and different aspects like that uh joshua uh got up then and just took us through some scripture showing us the revelation of the holy spirit that was given to paul and his message uh was so incredible we gave him a second week you guys remember that Just so in-depth and so full and so rich. And then Lauren got up and shared on how to hear from the Holy Spirit. And then Justin did the last two weeks just talking about how the Holy Spirit helps us to understand who our identity is in him. And the fact that when the Holy Spirit is alive and active in us, we understand that we've been adopted into the kingdom of God. We have the spirit of adoption. Uh, But when we're in the world, we really kind of have an orphan spirit. And that message was incredible, just some incredible insight. And then last week, he talked about the fact that each one of us has been placed on this planet for here and now, for a time such as this, and God has put an oikos, or a people group, around us and that each one of us are called not to necessarily the world. I know some of, I'm looking through the room, and we have the who have been called to the nations and actually go and and serve that way. Not everybody, though, has been called to go do that. Maybe some of you have been and will be. Childs over here, they have been. Um, But I do know this. Every single one of us is called to the people group that God has put into our lives. Amen? And so our job as the leadership of this church is not to come and tell you what to do. Our job and our heart is to come alongside of you and help you understand that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, wants to direct you, and wants to help you to accomplish these things. There's great power when we walk with the Lord, yes? But many times we talk ourselves out of it. Yeah? I can't tell you how many times I know that the Lord has given me direction, but then I talk myself out of that. And so, um, what we're going to do um, this weekend, um, t- this morning actually, is we're going to we're going to look at some stories in the books of Acts. So these are the er- early believers. As a matter of fact, let me kind of give you the context that we're going to pick up from. Um, Jesus dies. He. Uh, rise, raises from the grave, presents himself to the disciples, breathes on them, says, receive the Holy Spirit. Um, they, they have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Then he says, now wait until the promise comes. And so they sit in the upper room for 10 days and they probably fought a lot and prayed and fought and prayed and couldn't figure out what they were gonna do, right? Um, and then 10 days later, tongues of fire came upon them, Holy Spirit comes upon them and just powerful things begin to happen. And thousands are brought into the kingdom of God. Okay, then they decide that there is too much things, go, too many ministry things going on, and so they decide that they're going to put together some other men that can help them in the ministry of what they're trying to do, so that they can keep proclaiming the good news. And so the word of God says they looked for men that were of good reputation and full of what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And the first man that was listed there was Stephen. The second man was a man named Philip. This is different from the Philip that was a disciple. This was a man that they saw was of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit. And so they put them into places. And uh, in Acts chapter 7, Stephen gets stoned to death. And in Acts 8, we're going to pick up kind of the story here. um, Because of the stoning, all of a sudden the persecution of the church begins to take place. And it says that all of the believers were scattered, Jesus said, I want you to go proclaim to Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and the ends of the earth, right? Or am sorry, Jerusalem, Judea, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Well, in Acts chapter 8, it actually says, because of the persecution, um, the believers were spread out. And it, it's interesting because it says they all scattered with the exception of the disciples. The disciples stayed in Jerusalem. But everybody else, including Philip, the second one, Stephen, Philip, the second one that was... Um, given responsibility uh, to do the work of the ministry, they go, they go spread out and they start to proclaim the good news. And Philip actually goes into Samaria and he tells the people about the good news. They receive it with their full hearts and they get baptized. And so the disciples hear about this from Jerusalem and actually go to where Philip is in Samaria and actually says, okay, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they're like, we know not what you're talking about. So they lay hands on them and pray for them and it says that powerful things happen. We don't know exactly what happens, but we know powerful things happen because Simon the sorcerer wants to pay money in order to be able to do this okay and so he's rebuked and he says oh may that never happened to me and we're not exactly sure what happens with him uh, but we know that Philip was the one that actually brought this word to this group of people and the disciples come in, pray for them and just powerful things. Now, if you're in the afterglow of something powerful, something like that, um, you know, what's the tendency? The tendency is to hang out there, yes? Um, I am hanging out on the Nuggets victory and have been all week. Okay. I mean, even our star player was like parade. I don't want to go to a parade. Then he goes to the parade. I love parades. He said other words, but um, he's like, I'm loving this. And he, all of a sudden he's just realizing that, well, you would think something similar would happen here. There was a spiritual um, championship that took place here. People were brought into the kingdom of God. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Philip, you would think, okay, he would probably want to just hang out there in the afterglow, but that's where we're going to pick up our first story, and here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna read the story, and I want you to filter the story through one of four questions. Number one, in what ways does the Holy Spirit interact with the individuals that are involved in the story? Number two, what is asked of these individuals by the Lord or by the Holy Spirit? Number three, what are the acts of spontaneous obedience listed in the story? This is what we're really going after uh, this morning is we want to see um, occasions and stories of spontaneous obedience. And then we'll conclude and I'll bring in the point at the end, but I believe that God is calling us to do things similar to this. We'll get to that as we move on later. And number four, what unique things does the Holy Spirit accomplish because of this individual's spontaneous obedience? Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. I have put note cards on your table so that you can reference the story in our discussion times. Um, Here's what I was planning to do. I wanted to read out of the NIV, and so I wanted to print those out, but then copied and pasted from my Bible program, the Berean Study Bible. Um, I wish I could say I did it on purpose, but you have a different translation on the table than you're going to see on the screen. So you can follow along um, on the screen if you want to know what I'm saying word for word, or if you want to see maybe a little bit different translation, you can follow along on the cards, but then in the discussion, I want you to be able to refer back to these things too, maybe make highlights, um, underline when it comes to these four questions, um, and then we'll have a group discussion. But let's pray, and then I'll jump in. Heavenly Father, we come before you, and we thank you. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for how you have shown us the way that you interact with your people. And God, I pray right now that you would open our hearts and you would open our minds and that God, you would begin to reveal to us um, by divine revelation, um, acts of just spontaneous obedience. God, the kingdom, you, you could do whatever you wanted, but yet you wait for your people to respond in obedience to you. You use us to further the work of your kingdom. You use us to bring heaven here on earth. And so, God, I pray that as we have these conversations, that you would reveal to us opportunities and show us what it looks like so that we can be familiar with them here and now as we are living life. And so, Lord, we thank you that you give us these stories. And now we ask that you would give us again just revelation as we we read and discuss these things praise you, and we give you honor and glory in your name. Everybody said amen. amen. Okay, we're going to pick up on Acts chapter 8, and I'm going to pick up on verse 26. Remember the four questions that we mentioned, just kind of be thinking those in your mind. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, so he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Candace, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint right here. This is the answer to one of those questions. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Asotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea till he reached Caesarea. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put those four questions back on the screen and uh, I'm gonna dismiss in just a second. And here's what I would like you to do. Discuss um, one of these four questions. Maybe you go through all four of them, but let's let the Holy Spirit lead um, us in the interaction. I'm gonna give five minutes to this and then I'm gonna come up and I'm just gonna ask um, several of the tables just to share maybe something interesting, an insight that came out in the discussion. All right, here's what I some ground rules for you. Um, My extroverts in the room, um, I know you love to give your thoughts and opinions. I'm going to ask you to keep them short and sweet. Please still communicate, but don't monopolize the five minutes. Introverts, um, stretch yourself and speak, even if it's just for like a 10-second thing, like, oh, this was interesting to me. That's great. Um, We want to have some really good, healthy interaction in here. So um, are you guys ready for this? All right, all right, go. Okay, all right. We'd love to hear, I know that that's a short little time to to kind of discuss those things, but I'd love to hear just maybe a few of the things that came out. Uh, Maybe there was something that had to deal with those four questions. Um, If you're watching online, there's a number on your screen. uh, You can text and interact. If you read through the story and you want to uh, just share something that you felt that the Holy Spirit was showing you, uh, please text in and we'll make sure... uh, your input and your thoughts are heard. Um, but I want to start at this back table. I, ben, if you give it, who's your spokesman back here? Every table should probably have a spokesman. So it's just assign that to somebody. Um, and so just real quick back here, uh, Tom, what insights came out of your discussion?
1: Well, uh, one of the profound ones was that uh, in the very first verse, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Okay. and then a few verses later, the Spirit said to Philip. Okay. So two different entities okay. were speaking to him, giving him the direction, and I made a comment, which you can verify, uh, that the angel of the Lord oftentimes in the Old Testament was referring to Jesus himself. Mm, I've heard that too, too, yes. Have you? No. Okay, so... Uh, whether that's right on or not all the time. But uh, So Jesus speaking to Philip and then the spirit and the power that comes with that.
0: Okay, that's really good. I actually am reading a book right now that talks about just the unseen world that that lives that we live in that we just don't see. I see. And, and one of the things that it was talking about is it actually talks about that many times in the Old Testament it talks about the angel of the Lord, but then it'll actually go first person to the Lord. Like yeah. that angel was the Lord. And so it's just interesting because, you know, we have Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The three are uh, separate, and yet they're one. Um, so I think sometimes people can get caught up in that, but here's the bottom line, is an angel of the Lord, the Lord himself, the Holy Spirit, spoke to Philip, right, and said, go, go here, go this way.
1: Yeah, and we uh, talked about, well, how did he hear that voice? Was it audible or... Mm. Is it like today, you know, uh, an unction, an anointing, uh, written on tablets or f- what?
0: <laughs> would be nice to know that, wouldn't it? W- wouldn't
1: it? yeah. Because so. then
0: we could formalize how God speaks and <laughs> yeah. then we could put it <laughs> into play, right? right. But he, he just, just doesn't do that for us, does he? Yeah, no, it's very
1: personal uh, though, that's for good.
0: each one of us. That's good. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I'm going to go over here to uh, Joshua. Okay. Um,
2: something that we talked about was how sometimes when we're, when we ask the Holy Spirit something, we're afraid of what He's gonna say if we're gonna fail, if we're not gonna get it right, and things just like, is it gonna be too hard for us? But He literally just told Philip something so simple, just to go by the chariot and stay by it. And something we like with that is how far your yes can take you is like, He just stood by it and He knew what to say and He talked to the person and. That guy was baptized, and who knows, but that, pro- that guy probably went and just told all these other people about Jesus, and that yes took him so far. It took him to, it took Philip to this person, and that person to probably so many more people to come and to know the Holy Spirit and to know Jesus, and so just to, like, give the Holy Spirit your yes, because he knows the best plan for you,
1: so
0: just drop that mic just drop it just boom that's so good um and and one thing that i want to point out in this story is that not only did philip say yes but he didn't advance farther than god wanted him to right so god told him to go south god told him to go by this chariot um but he didn't know exactly what to do next and so instead of doing what a lot of us do is oh i heard you lord i got it now He just kept listening to the Holy Spirit, listening, listening, and the Lord gave him direction as he went. He went south. Then the Lord said, go by the chariot. Then he went by the chariot. I'm assuming, I'm making an assumption here, but when he finally spoke to the Ethiopian and said, do you know what you're reading? I'm guessing the the Spirit gave him the unction to say, hey, ask him if he knows what he's speaking. And so I uh, just want to ch- challenge all of us in this room, hey, let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, but then don't get out in front of the Lord. Say yes, because it opens incredible doors, but don't go farther than what the Lord has communicated to you. Does that make sense? Okay. How about this table right here?
3: Um, I just saw that uh, the blind obedience when he just went to the chariot as the Holy Spirit asked him. And just noticed that and I felt like a lot of people maybe don't have the blind obedience. I know I don't, so i just kind of try to work on that.
0: That's, the mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let me, really good insight. Glad you guys talked about that because I wanted to talk about that. This chariot, this, this Ethiopian eunuch, um, uh, in a commentary that I read, they think that this guy would have had celebrity status, okay? This was a guy that was really well-known, super wealthy, super rich. When he came into town, probably everybody knew who he was, what he was there for. Um, I, you know, I hate to make kind of a comparison, but if, if Jokic from the Nuggets rolled into this place, and the Lord said, hey, go, I want you to go to his you know, Rolls Royce and I want you to go follow him around. Uh, how many of you would be like, oh yeah, okay, that sounds like a really good thing to do. Um, I, we would be nervous, we'd be, there would be an anxiety in us, there would, we would be like, man, I don't know. And yet this is what Philip was called to do, is go hang out um, by this person of prominence and wait until the Lord spoke. And then he actually had the boldness to go, do you know what you're reading? I mean, can you imagine asking somebody that that maybe you esteem real highly and just say, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're reading? And that's exactly what Philip did. So that's spontaneous obedience to do that. Um, Going with this table right here, it opens the door to God being able to move in just mighty, mighty ways. Um, Let's, yeah, come
3: Another thought. um, You mentioned about not getting ahead of the Lord, right? And having the Lord lead you from one place to another. But something else that I potentially took from it, I don't know if it's true or not, is that um, he told him to go to a place, then he went to that place, he told him to go to the next place, he went to that place, and then we don't specifically see that he told Philip what to say, so I almost felt like this partnership where God's like, go here, go here, all right, now I trust that you're going to know what to say here, like, here, I've put you in this place, Philip, and here's what's going on, and Philip almost jumps to that opportunity and goes, ooh, and starts talking that's really good and so like i i felt personally like in my life sometimes i feel anxiety about following the holy spirit because i'll get to a place and i'll be like all right now what do i say give me every single next word but i almost feel like sometimes god might be like you have the holy spirit in you you have my words you have my life i've put you here now
0: Go share it. That's ah, so good. I, Church, I, I want you to understand this, and I know we've talked about this, but if you will respond to the Holy Spirit and step out and start moving in that direction, um, I promise you, if you start veering off course, he'll course correct you. Yeah, that's right. He will course correct you. He will, he will, I love what you said, he'll partner with you and what he's placed in you and the giftings and, the, and even things and how you say things. Um, he'll course correct you, though, if you get off. I promise you. Yeah, Joshua. Quick comment on that same same line, uh, like God will never call you to what He has not
2: equipped you for,
4: and so I think mm. Philip's he's already equipped, uh, and and a lot of us think that God's uh, God's calling us to something like oh, I can never do that or it's scary or whatever. But
5: uh,
0: and and I agree, like, I think Philip is already equipped to handle whatever God was calling him to. Well, that's really good. And so that's just really the boldness good. to. Okay, oh, um, all right, uh, one more table, any, any table that just is like I, we want to talk on this one. Okay. <laughs> Right
5: here. Uh, we spent the whole time talking about whether or not Philip, when he appeared at Azotus, if he was still soaking wet. <laughs> I'm
4: just kidding.
0: <laughs> oh, that's my family right here. That's just, that goes. All right, let's, let's actually talk about that, because last question is, what, did, what was accomplished by the Holy Spirit because of these um, spontaneous acts of obedience? Um, well, first off, uh, you know, this eunuch gets baptized. I mean, how cool is that? And somehow he just knows that that's the next step that I need to do. Um, but then it says that they got out of the water and Philip disappeared, is taken away, and which is absolutely amazing and great question. Did he show up to another group of people dripping wet? He had to have, Right. I mean, just what, what happened to you? Well, let me tell you. And boom, the Holy Spirit uses them again. We don't get that story, but I'm making it up myself. Um, I, you know, so out of one story, I almost promise you another story came out of that. Uh, but I love the uh, Ethiopian's response. Dude, Philip vanishes. He doesn't care. He just keeps on rejoicing. Yeah. There's not even a mention that he recognizes that that. The guy went away. And so the spirit was able to do just uh, amazing things. Yes, Paul. Uh,
6: Yeah, we
3: also noticed that the spirit of God was working on both sides. Just as he was telling Philip to go, he was also, we think, preparing the uh, eunuch by having him read this particular passage of scripture. Yep. Also, I would think that probably this incident was responsible for the evangelization of all of Ethiopia. (laughs) Because two thousand years later, it's one of the most Christian countries in Africa, so it's pretty. Okay, cool. so
0: one of the things that we're going to see in these stories, in the you know one of the commonalities is that um, because of the spontaneous obedience of one or maybe two individuals reading the right scripture and all of that, um, because of that, um, countries were changed. The world was changed because of a person's. Um, spontaneous obedience Um, there's a story out there about Billy Graham and Billy Graham came to know the Lord because of another man that a person evangelized to that person had uh, if I'm remembering the story correctly the person that told Billy Graham about Jesus this is the only person this person talked to about God yet they gave their heart to the Lord that person told Billy Graham and Billy Graham changed the world what if that one person hadn't told that other one? I mean, it's just really interesting how things work like that. And yet, um, man, many times we discount and don't think that God can use us or that he's got anything super important for us. Makes sense? All right, let's move on. Let's go to the next one. Um, we are going to pick up just right after chapter eight. We went right from that story into chapter nine. And it starts in verse one and says this. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked them for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus Lord Ananias answered I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem and he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name but the Lord said to Ananias go this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and may be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Again, with these four questions, uh, let's go ahead and turn to the table discussions and just talk about however the Holy Spirit leads you in this. But uh, what elements in this story come to your mind? Okay. All right. Let's just share a few little things that maybe came up at your tables. Ben, I'm going to go ahead and start with your table. So I don't know who the spokesman is there, but uh, what what came out in your discussion as we were talking about this story with Ananias and Paul?
5: I'm going to try here. So I think for us, what we've discussed is that we kind of did a comparison with the Philip story versus this mm. chapter nine. And with the spontaneous obedience, with Philip, he didn't ask any follow up question. But with the new guy, he wasn't sure. So, going back to what Joshua said, is that God, like people are fully equipped. That's why when they give instructions, you know, like Philip just went, said yes and went to fort. But with this new guy, Uh, I I personally don't think that he was fully equipped, although that he was chosen, but he asked a lot of follow-up questions.
0: That's really good. Okay, so I I believe these stories are put in place in a particular order, obviously because maybe there was some timeline elements to it, but I think there's a reason for how it's ordered as well. In the first story, I totally agree. Both the Ethiopian and Philip kind of just respond, right? Both Paul... And I'm so glad that you guys brought this out. Both Paul and Ananias asked questions. And I bring that up because I think it's really important to know that when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay. And I know there's some stories where people have asked questions to God and it looks like that they got... Punished for it. Um, Thinking about John the Baptist's father when he asked, and he, you know, is struck mute. And so maybe some people are like, "Well, if the Holy Spirit speaks, I don't want to be struck mute, so I'm not going to ask him any questions." I I would, I would submit this. It's really, what, what is the motivation of your heart? What is the motivation of your heart of why you're asking? Are you asking because you want to follow what the Lord is, but you want clarification? It's interesting, and if you read in the King James Version or the New King James Version, it actually says that Paul asks two questions. He asks the first one, which we see in whatever translations, and he says, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? In the New King James and the King James Version, it goes on and it it enhances that little conversation, and after it says, Jesus, the one you're persecuting, then Paul asks this question. He says, what do you want me to do? He says, who are you, Lord? And then he says, what do you want me to do? And I would submit to you, these are two really good questions to ask right now. Who are you, Lord? And if you have that understanding of who the Lord is, then you step out and you, you can then ask the next question, what do you want me to do? Okay. I think that's really key. Ananias, which we see when the Lord speaks to him, he he simply answered yes, Lord, which means I would submit to you that he has a relationship, right? He already has a relationship. He already knows who the Lord is. So he didn't ask the, who are you, Lord? He just simply asked, but Lord, this person is killing people. And I mean, have you seen those things? And so it's very interesting because there's a, There's a difference between the two, but both individuals involved asked questions. Yes? So it's really good. Uh, How about this back table right here? Um, Right here, I mean. These guys right here. Yes.
4: Um, Yeah, so we talked about a lot of stuff, but uh, I'd say what stood out to me was the fact that there was a lot of the questioning right and then on top of that the fact that the holy spirit is still saying like i'll take care of i'll take care of everything that paul had done and then you just go do what i asked and so he's like okay it, there was no more questioning after that and then the fact that paul has to after so after he is he gains his vision and everything he gets baptized and we don't really see the fact that um, like the Holy Spirit says anything but someone had to baptize him so there was probably some spontaneous obedience there as well to the Holy Spirit to baptize Paul and then he can go on and and be obedient to Christ as well in that.
0: it's good. Anybody notice that in both these stories one of the spontaneous acts of obedience is baptism yeah. in both of these things? I mean it was very common back then that as soon as uh, you asked Jesus into your Lord, man. They they got baptized. Um, just to, just a to plug. If you haven't been baptized, come talk to us. We'll we'll fill the tank and we'll we'll get that done and we'll get you baptized because that's an important step in the public profession of your faith. Um, you're not saved by it, but there's something powerful that comes from that. So really good insight. How about this table right here?
6: Well, we were discussing how. When Saul is spoken to, those around him didn't see anything. They just heard a noise or a voice. And, you know, when God speaks to people, it sounds like thunder. So we were discussing, what well, did, did they hear a voice and not understand the words? Or did they just hear a loud noise like thunder while he was hearing an actual voice with words and it, it he was you know asked questions and then is struck blind and we were discussing well when he asked who are you we were talking about whether or not he knew for sure who he was talking to or if he was trying to play innocent because he knew what he who he'd been persecuting i mean so that's the kind of thing like like you're caught and then what did I do wrong sort yeah. of situation
0: oh.
6: and, and then how he was moving forward from
0: there. It's good. Um, okay, so we have a situation where obviously this audible voice, um, in the last story, we're not sure exactly how the Lord spoke to Philip, right? Angel, was it audible? Was it how we kind of hear the Holy Spirit in our mind? And In this story, we hear for Paul, it was a very audible voice. People heard it. They don't know what was said, but he knows what was said, right? There was the interaction that he had with the Lord there. I, I want to just simply ask everybody real quick, real quick, when Paul was doing this, who was he serving? He thought he was serving God. So I want you to get this picture that many times, um, I'm not going to say many times, but I'm just going to say this. Maybe there are times when you think you're serving God and he needs to knock you off your feet. Okay? And so are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to do that? Um, Because sometimes we think we're serving the Lord. Um, It's not like this guy was just... Evil evil, and, and he was serving what he thought as a Pharisee to the Sadducees and just I mean just trying to serve God with all of his heart. He thought he was doing God good, That's right, right? Um, and clearly, Jesus had other intentions for his life, and so he hears this voice, and God sometimes will 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 speak audibly even. I know of some people that have heard the audible voice of God, but I don 't want to get hung up on that. Here's what I want to really bring home is that sometimes when you think you're doing what the Lord is telling you, he will knock you off your feet in order to get your attention. And so if you find yourself in a state of life where you're just not sure exactly what happened, man, I've been knocked out and I'm not sure why, ask the Holy Spirit what he's trying to communicate to you because he may be trying to get you to course correct on something, and sometimes we get so stubborn that we don't let that change us. Matter of fact, we get mad at him. I want to encourage you that maybe God sometimes will knock you down to that. On the Ananias side, uh, okay, go ahead. Do you have, okay, grab the mic here. and Okay, here we go. yeah.
5: It was um, had everything to do with what you were saying. On verse 16, it says, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And that really brought to light um, that life is full of trials and tribulations. It's not peaches and cream to get to heaven and to have a relationship with him.
0: That's really good. And the question is then, what will you do? I, sometimes God knocks us off our feet. Sometimes life knocks us off our feet. And so I know you said it didn't have anything. I think it absolutely has something. Oh, it had everything. to. Do. Yeah, okay. Yep. Same. Good, glad you clarified that. Yes, right here. Also,
2: going back to what Wes said about being baptized is it doesn't clarify, like, how he was baptized. It doesn't clarify if it was, like, in water, but especially that we're talking about the Holy Spirit. You can definitely be baptized by the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't say, like, he went anywhere. And I think a lot of the time they, like, say, like, they went down to the river. But (laughs) I wonder, like, if he actually got baptized by the Holy Spirit right there, and then something really changed in his heart because— I've been baptized by the Holy Spirit and I know there's like no going back after that. It's just crazy just to see how he can move in you yeah. by just giving him your yes.
0: So the thought that came to my mind is when, um, when your life has been radically touched by the resurrected King, Jesus, uh, your life changes radically, absolutely. All right, real quick thought about Ananias real quick and we'll move on to the last story and, and wrap up. Um, Ananias... Responds, questions, all that. Uh, but here's here's the, the thing that I want to kind of question or ask in your heart. He obeys, spontaneously obeys the Lord after asking a few questions. He steps out, goes to where Paul is, and he is willing to lay his hands on a murderer. And so I'm just posing the question. If the Holy Spirit starts to move into your life, are you willing to go into situations are you willing to go pray for people that you probably in your flesh and in your intellect don't want to go pray for are you willing to be open for the holy spirit to use you to go lay hands on a murderer all right we'll just let that sit there while we read the last story all right one more you guys having fun yeah. that's fun love this once again, I, man, I'm so, I love this family. I Love all of you. Just the fact that you guys hear from the Lord. I hope you know that. I hope that as we're doing this, you're, you're receiving and understanding, man, we're equipping and training you to hear from the Lord. And as you have these conversations, man, the Holy Spirit is just speaking through, through the family. And I just absolutely love that. All right, chapter 10. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Jaffa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and then sent them to Jaffa. "'About noon the following day, "'as they were on their journey and approaching the city, "'Peter went up to the roof to pray. "'He became hungry and wanted something to eat, "'and while the meal was being prepared, "'he fell into a trance. "'He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet "'being let down to earth by its four corners. "'It contained all kinds of four-footed animals "'as well as reptiles and birds. "'Then a voice told him, "'Get up, Peter, kill and eat. "'Surely not, Lord,' Peter replied, "'I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. "'The voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you are looking for, why have you come? The men replied, we have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Jaffa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had all called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence, but Peter made him give it up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for the Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent me? Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon, suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Jaffa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is the guest in the home of Simon the Tander, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Go. Go. Okay. All right. Let's just have a little bit of discussion about this story. I'll give some final thoughts and we'll get you dads out to your Father's Day plans. Sound good? Don't forget your beef jerky that are in the foyer. We got some, yeah, some beef jerky for you dads right there. In case I forget at the end, now I have been told you some. All right. um, I'm not going to ask, for certain tables. Just raise your hand if you guys had some insight that you would like to share.
7: Um, one of the things we discussed was that he was puzzling over that vision, um, and then why it was said three times why or why it came to him three times and as as we were as Peters, we referred back to the time we were on the beach when Jesus asked him, "Do you love me three times?" Um, but that vision went against everything he knew, everything he he that was supposedly the truth, right. And uh, it wasn't until um, Cornelius' men came to his house that it made any sense to him. So a lot of times we're going to get things from the Spirit and they will make absolutely no sense to us until later. And we'll go, aha.
0: Oh, that's so good. Good discussion at that table. Awesome. And I don't even have anything to add because I think you said it so well. Just absolutely amazing that God sometimes will do that other than Peter three times, he just seemed to need it three times. Three denials, three loves, three. Um, and you know what? The beauty of that is that God knows who we are and knows exactly what we need. And so he, he will be persistent and do whatever he needs to. Yes?
5: I think that ties in together with um, bringing us all together. Like that's the fourth question. What did it... Um can you repeat the fourth question I'm sorry?
0: What what did the Holy Spirit accomplish?
5: Accomplish through, I think yep. I think he accomplished bringing everybody together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine unless you're Jewish in this room um, can you imagine if Peter didn't go? I mean that opened the door to the Gentiles. And unless you're Jewish in this room that's really really good news. But I want you to know that to this point this table's point when when he stepped out to go with cornelius um i wonder how many people in his immediate circle was like what are you doing uh it says that some people went with him i wonder if they went to go okay did peter finally lose his not his mind i mean why is he going to do this um and we'll talk about that in just a minute but it's very good for you yeah
5: um it says three days and there was a, uh, there was a significance to the three days why in here does it say four days
0: in, in what part
5: uh, verse 30, Cornelius answered, four days ago I was in my house praying all this.
0: Oh, another translation to say three days? Yeah, it, it, I, she said the
5: significance to three days. It three times. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm just confused.
0: Yeah. Verse 60, three times. Three times, yeah. Okay, over here. Um, well,
5: and also to, to the point of the other side, um... Sorry, I'm getting all the people's names confused. Uh, Corn, Cornelius, right? Yep. Um, so he didn't really even know why he was sending for Peter. He, he was just told to send for him, right? And so then he obeys. And then when Peter comes, they're like, well, we're all gathered to hear what you have to say.
0: Okay. We're ready to listen. Okay, so I'm so glad you brought that up. How strange is that? You've got this guy named Cornelius who it, it is, as I understand it, an officer in the Roman army. So the elite of these things, I mean, he is, has this authority structure and this angel comes in and speaks to him and he's probably like, who? I, Peter, Simon, Peter, who? And you want me to go to a guy named Simon the Tanner? I'm confused on how many Simons are here, Lord. I, I mean, he put yourself in his shoes for just a minute. And yet, he asks a couple questions and then just says, Okay, I'll do this. He tells his authority structure underneath him. He doesn't even go. He sends three people on behalf of him who are under his authority. But can you imagine that conversation? 30 mile walk. What are we doing? Our boss saw an angel. And told us to go do what? What this is? Well, this will be interesting. Can, I, can you imagine that conversation that was going on? I uh, mean, he, he had no idea who this guy was, what he was doing. He just was not only spontaneously obedient, but blindly obedient. He put together all of his family and friends that were interested and put them in a house, saying they should be here any minute. They should be here any minute. It should be here any minute. To listen to this guy. That's just crazy. It's such a cool deal.
5: Yeah, shameless Israel plug. We went there to the house of Simon the Tanner, and it was super humbling to just see, like, this is how the Gentiles were were welcomed into Christianity to believe in Christ. So, another reason you
4: should go on the trip.
0: That's really good. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Ben, you have something? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, just for
4: for me, it was, uh, it says, What are the acts of spontaneous obedience? The big thing I thought of was just, the obedience Cornelius had before the Lord spoke to him, too. A devout man and one who feared God with his household, who gave generously to the people and prayed to God always, and then God spoke to him. Like, you know, it's he had the obedience every day prior yep. to that,
0: too. So I'm glad you brought that up because I just want to encourage everybody. Um, your, daily, your daily obedience, church, getting into the word, praying, inviting the Lord into your life, thinking more about God, and what he's got for you, then thinking about yourself. I struggle with this. I think about myself all the time. But the Lord wants us to be thinking about him and what he's doing. What are you doing, Lord? More than what I need or what I want to do. Um, and he had a pattern of doing this, which opened the door for all of this to even happen. That table back there.
1: Whenever I'm reading scripture and I see an exclamation point, Kind of draws my attention to it as it's supposed to, and I'm seeing where Peter said um, No, Lord, <laughs> exclamation point, and uh, the Lord whooped on him right there three times to speak to him in a powerful way, a confirmation that was mentioned earlier, yeah, but in the prior section, we read nine ananias um, uh, trying to give him a reason why we shouldn't go to help this man saul yeah and the lord said go exclamation point can you imagine how that sounded Mm. you know go go (laughs) but i mean it it, it got to him because immediately he repented and did the Lord's will. And that's how he would speak to us. I, Multiple times are in such power, you can't help but repent.
0: So um, the thought that comes to my mind as you're saying that, Tom, is, you know, again, many times God doesn't speak to us audibly, but there are times where I know that I know that the Lord is speaking and I still disobeyed. I mean, and I walk away and, and I know that I know that he was putting some explanation points on there. Um, and so I just want to challenge everybody, man. When you have that unction from the Holy Spirit, and it's getting stronger and stronger, uh, and don't put don't put it aside. Just step out in that spontaneous obedience, knowing again God will course correct if you if you step out, and get in the wrong place. Right here, right here, and right here. Okay. Go ahead, West. While the, the, it's going there.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say I I really love the intimacy behind this story. Um, and we talked a little bit about how like it all kind of seems chaotic with how much stuff is going on all at the exact same time and then how it all kind of aligns at the very end to meet this perfect goal. Um, and the, and we talked, we were here in the room talk about how like Peter needs three of everything, you know, um, and how God knows us individually and, and how he speaks to all of us, but he didn't even have to incorporate these two families. He could have just given the centurion the same vision, or he could have just said, Peter go talk to that guy. He didn't have to give, he sent an angel to go talk to the centurion so that he would then send his people and be obedient and then have Peter be obedient to then follow them. And, and the, the result of it is that everybody in this room, unless you're Jewish, like you said, has the opportunity to, to be in the presence of, of God. And so it's just really cool how he individually picked each person and how he needed to speak to them um a trance you know very 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 bluntly right like this wasn't like this whisper you could like every now and again if i hear the holy spirit it's usually like is it my mind or is it is that the holy spirit you know but this is like peter had a trance right and then there was an angel that showed up to the other guy right so it's like okay obviously god's really wanting to do something here and i think it's really neat so
0: i don't know if you caught when i started in prayer before we start reading these stories. I prayed about the fact that God could do whatever he wants and yet he chooses to use us. Yes. And so we have stories here given and I'm going to challenge everybody in just a few minutes but we have stories given here that were either just for then or they were given then so we would know how to respond now. And so God is giving us these examples in my opinion so that we can know that he's going to use us to do this we just have to step out in in obedience yes
7: oh that's just kind of something that came into my spirit as we were sitting here listening to all three of these stories for me it was a challenge that it's really easy to say well just look at those stories in the bible and it happened then but we have the same spirit here now today and when we those guys didn't see the the results of what happened thousands of years down the road, neither will we, but we have the same spirit who wants to move in our own country as well, and we have the same if we're if we are obedient to him in the moment, that small moment will it's like the ripples of a stone in the water it's gonna yeah,
0: we're out. you're getting it, you're getting it, church, you're getting it right here this table you're getting it. Let's let the Holy Spirit really make this resonate in us.
2: Mine's very different, but I just really feel it. It's like a good little lesson that I learned today too. But, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, and then Acts 9 and 10 really mention. and the Bible in general talks a lot about people just following. Um, And so they'll they'll follow a Peter, they'll follow, you know, other people, um, but they don't really mention their sides of the stories. And I think earlier you mentioned that we are put and have the people around us for a reason. And so if you can really open yourself up to maybe find Jesus in somebody else too Oof. was really my big learning from that is it's maybe he's not always talking to you, but maybe you just need to listen to somebody else and, and hear their stories.
0: That's really what I took away from That's that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. And hence the body of Christ and how God uses us to move in one another's lives. It's so good. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, something that the Lord just showed me is that in all of these stories, one thing that connects them all together is that every single one of these people were willing to listen, that none of them closed their ears off. None of them were like, no, I don't want to hear the spirit. No, I don't want to hear what you have to say, but they all were willing to listen. Like they didn't know what was going to come out of it. They didn't know what they were going to see, but they were all willing to listen and they all just saw this growth from it. And so I think that the spirit is just like challenging all of us today is just to be willing to listen. Like you don't always just have to be like solely solely focused on having to get everything right from him but like if you're just willing he will move through that and he'll move in you and then you can go and move to other people and show them how to listen and then you'll just see a ripple effect so
0: Uh, Amen. amen so good all right let me finish with one little thought about this story and then i'll wrap the whole thing up um Something that I think is very key to this actual story um, is that Peter, and I know we talked about this, but I want to, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to really drive this point home. Peter, in going with Cornelius' servants and going to Cornelius' home, it is like you and I being asked to go to the worst case people group in your life today. Does does that make sense? When, When Peter was asked to go to Cornelius, the Jews were not to have any interaction with the Gentiles. They were supposed to separate themselves. They were supposed to keep themselves away from them. And there are certain groups of people that may be in your life that you feel like you need to separate yourself from. And I'm just posing, maybe the Holy Spirit would actually stir in you Something to go speak to them, to love them, to share the good news with. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's challenging. It's challenging. I was talking about this last night, and one of our body members, Christina, uh, raised her hand, and she's like, oh, my gosh. She's the one that makes the bread, by the way, if anybody has ever enjoyed that. And she goes, she goes, okay, I didn't even know that this was in the Bible, but here's what I did. I've got this person, and she, I loved it, because she's like, i got this person that I hate. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't say that in church. She's just being open and honest. And she's like, but I just had this thing in me to make her a, a loaf of bread. So I made her a loaf of bread and I brought her. And I was like, and how has that gone? It's gone really well. Okay, I'll let that just sit there. I wrote in my notes this. God gives us examples of spontaneous obedience in these stories and in others, not just so we can hear great stories, but so that we can have great stories. He didn't put it in here so that we can read it and go, oh, wow, that was really cool. No, he put it in here to stir something in us so that we can step out and have great stories ourselves. We were talking last night, and I totally wish I would have said this last night, but you're going to get the benefit of this. Can you imagine? Let us put the Ethiopian and Philip, Ananias and Paul, Peter and Cornelius, let's put them into a church service and listen to their stories that they begin to tell Middle of the service, somebody says, anybody have a testimony? And the Ethiopian's like, oh my gosh. So I'm reading the word of God and this dude goes, do you understand what you're reading? Phil I was like, I know, I wasn't even supposed to be there. But the Lord told me to go and I just followed you until the Holy Spirit spoke. And then, uh, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Oh, oh, you think that was cool? I was on the way to kill some more Christians and man, the Lord knocked me off my feet. I went blind. I couldn't even see. And the sign like, yeah, but God told me to go heal you. <laughs> Cornelius is like, man, I didn't even know this dude. And an angel comes in my room. I send servants to go get him. Peter's like, I'm just hungry. <laughs> I'm just sitting in a room starving. It's taken forever for them to put the food together. I fall into this trance. I get this weird weird vision. I'm like, no way, Lord. And the Lord, man, makes sure I understand. And I follow these men 30 miles and I go tell them. And if you read the rest of that story, he is speaking the words of God. And it says that the Holy Spirit fell into the room and powerful things must have happened because it says that the Jews that came with Peter were astonished at the gifts that were being poured out in the room. Can you imagine the testimony time of what was going on? Church, listen to me. Our heart, our heart for this whole family is not that we would read these things and go, wow, that's a really cool story. It's that we would take these and be encouraged to interact with the Holy Spirit in the world that we live in so that when we come on the weekend, we're like, hey, I gotta tell this story. I gotta tell this story. We overcome by the Blood of Jesus, blood of Lamb, and the word of our testimony. But man, when it comes to testimony times, and Janelle even did it, and we've had moments last week after the second song. She's like, I just want to have anybody share testimonies. Yep. But man, it gets super quiet in here, and we might have a few people that get up. Man, our heart. What if man we start? Anybody have it? Oh, I do. I mean, what if we have so much going on in our life because the Holy Spirit is leading us and and changing the world that we're living in? Our oikos that we talked about last week, what if God was starting to move in such a radical way that we are just, I gotta share this, I gotta share this. And that would just feed another story, another story, another story. He didn't give us these stories so that we would just have good stories to hear. He gave us these stories so we would have good stories to tell. Because... The way that the Holy Spirit interacts here is the way he interacts now. Yeah, yeah. And so we need, to, we need to really ask ourselves, do we believe this? Yes. Do we believe this? And if we do, then we need to go to the next step and say, okay, Holy Spirit, use me. Yeah. That's right. Philip, Ananias, Peter, use me. Use me. I will step in, out and do what you've told me to do. Use me. Open my spiritual ears to hear you. I sent the notes to the teaching team and Justin replied back and I thought this was really good. He said, either these stories are not meant for us and God doesn't speak like that anymore or they are and he does. Where are you? I would submit this. The world changes when we respond in spontaneous obedience. The world changes when we respond in spontaneous obedience. It may be a small section of the world around you, or it may be a large segment of the world. But I know this, when we step out in spontaneous obedience, the world changes. And so, church, let's change the world. Okay? Let's change the world. Not for Shine Church. Let's change the world for Jesus Christ. Okay? Let's Ask the Holy Spirit. Let's invite him in to do things like this so that we can see the power of him interacting in our lives. And I am praying and I am hoping that this is ruminating and resonating in you. and there's something in you, like, this scares me to death, but yes. Yes. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for these stories that you have given to us, not um, to just highlight what you have done or what you used to do, but Lord, you've given us these stories so that we can understand what you do move in and how you move and the fact that you want to move here and now, right now. So Lord, I pray that you would speak to each one of us listening right now and you would just stir in us, stir in us a hunger to hear your Holy Spirit. God, I mentioned this um, as we were talking, but Lord, I, I... I pray that you would make this so real for each one of us. May we wake up in the morning and not think about ourselves, but may we think about you. May we think about what you are doing more than we think about what we need to do or maybe even what we want to do. God, take that selfishness of our flesh and strip it from us and replace it with a spirit that is leading us into what you have as we partner with you in bringing heaven here to earth. God, that is our desire. Use us. Here am I, Lord. May that be our prayer. Here am I. Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. Amen.